For eight generations, the Samuels family has distilled American whiskey. Today, Rob Samuels, the grandson of founder Bill Samuels Sr., oversees the operation of the Maker's Mark Distillery. From the soft red winter wheat they've sourced from the same local farm for over 60 years to the char in their barrels, every step in the bourbon making process is carefully crafted just like Bill Samuels Sr. did when he first created the handmade bourbon. For their excellent spirits and their support of this podcast, SFA thanks Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark crafts their bourbon carefully. Please enjoy it that way. Poetry at the SFA is serious business. We've hosted Kevin Young, poetry editor at The New Yorker, and Natasha Trethway, two-time U.S. Poet Laureate, and Sandra Beasley, who edited a book of food-inspired verse for SFA called Vinegar and Char. When we get reviews back from symposia, the highest marks usually go to the poets. Good poets distill our emotions and beliefs, boiling them down until something very complicated seems approachable and relatable. Good poetry is meant to be spoken, to be sung, and that's what we're up to today on Gravy. Today, we hear from two poets who have graced the SFA stage. Both are Birmingham natives. Lee Baines is a rock and roll musician. His music skews toward punk. It's ferocious and empathetic. Buy his latest album, Youth Detention, and you'll hear what we hear. Ashley Jones, author of the book Magic City Gospel, won the Lucille Clifton Poetry Prize. She's a faculty member in the creative writing department at the Alabama School of Fine Arts. When she stepped to the stage just before she shared these poems, she said this, The work of food requires more than physical labor. The emotional labor of food connects us to each other and contributes to cultural wealth and knowledge. I'm John T. Edge. I'm Melissa Hall. We're your hosts for Gravy. 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 Production of the Southern Foodways Alliance, Gravy tells new and complicated stories about the changing American South. My name is Ashley M. Jones. Cutting Greens by Lucille Clifton. Curling them around, I hold their bodies in obscene embrace, thinking of everything but kinship. Collards and kale strain against each strange other, away from my kiss-making hand and the iron bedpot. The pot is black. The cutting board is black. My hand, and just for a minute, The greens roll black under the knife, and the kitchen twists dark on its spine, and I taste in my natural appetite the bond of live things everywhere. Sunday, Monday morning, beating pro- 
Harriet Winslow and Aunt Rachel clean collard greens on primetime television. In their dollhouse kitchen, they clean a bouquet of collards while the comedy of errors unfolds around them. Harriet in her pantsuit and that black mother smirk that signals the hard love only a mother can muster. This holy kitchen culinary sanctuary covers them in light its white glory a bouquet around their perfect hair their fingers know no errors as they pick and place the collards there was an earthy magic in my mother cleaning collards their mineral scent the sink full of water my mother plunged them into the water which washed them of their errors, greens baptized, clean from sediment and rock, our kitchen sink her pulpit, the leafy bouquet her holy book. How we wished we could be them, touched by our mother's godly hands, then cleaned so well, 
We forgot they were just collards. They glistened. A sparkling bouquet of dinner yet to come. So loved by our mother that even they forgot their natural bitterness. A kitchen is sweetened when collards are cooking. The air a swelling pork fat perfume. The onion's pungent terror nulled by the ribboned greens. I loved to watch my mother cut them, roll the piles of flat foliage up like a cigar, the kitchen knife shining against a tight army of collards. We needed no superheroes when we had her, a mother to rival every black mom on cable. No fragrant bouquet could rival the smell of her greens and cornbread, the bouquet of cotton swabs and peroxide she'd use to sanitize our playground errors. She was a magician, more than just another mother. She could turn an afro into a constellation of braids, adorn them with a galaxy of beads. She could turn a sprawling batch of collards into a smooth and savory feast, a world exploding in her small kitchen. Someday, mother, I will inherit that sweet bouquet of cocoa butter, blue magic, kitchen smoke, and calm night air, the perfume of black motherhood. One day, I will learn how to cook them collards.
When the crowds were growing, we were answered. The old dirt track down, 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 down. Hoghead Cheese Haiku My dad would slice it over crackers, each sliver a gravelly gray. Hog's head boiled down, too flat to recognize as hog anymore. Now souse. We ate it. Joy spilled like salt between our fingers, like hog between them. This meal so special because Dad made it for us, a secret treasure. We did not know these meals, hoghead cheese, canned sausage, rice and rice and rice, told us we weren't rich. We thought, delicacy, treat, what steak could top this? And what magic lies within a pig's head, pig's foot? This unnatural dairy, this gray cheese made of snout, flesh, feet, and heart, congealed sour art. There we sat in fluorescent halos, the tiny flowering redemption of sharecroppers and miners and slaves. Offered up to our class Beneath the TV The flag and the cross Our ridge and valley twangs and drones Birthmarks to be scrubbed away But I don't want to be a blind wash I don't want to be an absence Don't want to be the great silence I
Ladies at the steam table, men from the scrapyard. Curling wisp on cornbread and collared soul of home of Souls Forest West. Landlord of Selma's Glen's lease to Continental Cafe's an unblinking empire. Pulling the scrap of red clay from those who loved her through the worst, who loved her best. Smiling through blue strands of smoke at everybody passing. You're singing as if heaven is other folks. You might could write them a book, set in the boutiques of some blanched burrow. And the sterile phantom code of the mobile modern skinny shiny and guilt free. You belong to the free state of Winston Her pines creaking your words High and lonesome They say I got a people and a history And a place bearing down on me And I don't want to be a white boss Turning places into sets Turning people into objects Photosynthesis. When I was young, my father taught us how dirt made way for food, how to turn over soil so it would hold a seed, an infant bud, how the dark could nurse it until it broke its green arms out to touch the sun. In every backyard we've ever had, he made a little garden plot with room for heirloom tomatoes corn, carrots, peppers, jalapeno, bell and poblano, okra, eggplant, lemons, collards, broccoli, pole beans, watermelon, squash, trees filled with fruit and nuts, 
Brussels sprouts, herbs, basil, mint, parsley, rosemary, onions, sweet potatoes, cucumber, cantaloupe, cabbage, oranges, Swiss chard and peaches, sunflowers tall and straight-backed as soldiers, lantana, amaryllis, echinacea, pansies and roses and bushes bubbling with hydrangeas, every plant with its purpose, flowers to bring worms and wasps, even their work matters here. This is the work we have always known, pulling food and flowers from a pile of earth. The difference now, my father is not a slave, not a sharecropper. This land is his, and so is this garden, so is this work. The difference is that he owns this labor. The work of his own hands, for his own belly, for his own children's bellies. We eat because he works. This is the legacy of his grandmother, my great-granny, Ollie Mae Harris, and her untouchable flower garden. Just like her hats, her flower beds sprouted something special, plants and colors the neighborhoods could only dream of. He was young when he learned that this beauty is built on work. The cows and the factories in their stomachs, the fertilizer they spewed out, the stink that brought such fragrance. What you call waste, I call power. What you call work, I make beautiful again. In his garden, even problems become energy, beauty. My father has ended many work days in the backyard, worries of the firehouse dropping like grain, my father wrists deep in soil. I am convinced the earth speaks back to him as he feeds it. It is a conversational labor, gardening. The seeds tell him what they will be. The soil tells seeds how to grow. My father speaks sun and water into earth. We hear him each harvest, his heartbeat sweet like fruit. This episode of Gravy was produced by Matt Pearl. Wendell Patrick is the man behind the theme music. Jazar, the donor music. The rest comes from Blue Dot Sessions. Gravy is both a podcast and a journal. Managing editor for all of those gravies is Sarah Camp Milam. Mary Beth Laster, who really loves sweet tea, serves as our publisher. She likes Splenda tea, John T. Well, it's sweetened by Splenda. <laughs> Want to begin your days with poetry? Join us Saturday mornings in October for our 2020 virtual fall symposium to hear the work of Ada Limon, author of five books of poetry, including The Carrion, which won the National Book Critics Circle Award. My favorite thing, she refers in a poem to fireflies as field bling. Makes me happy. Nice. Visit southernfoodways.org to ogle the rest of our speaker lineup. And to buy some tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah, tickets. Yeah, please. <laughs> I'm Melissa Hall. And I'm John T. Edge. We thank you kindly for joining us here. As gladly we poured some gravy in your ear. I see what you did there.